everybody. It is Tuesday, September 1st, and this is the eighth episode of the Hardcore Smarks. I am your host, Zachary. And with me, as always, are these misfits. I got Wally, I got Stretch, and I got J-Bone. Guys, how are we doing? Good. Fantastic. You took the five off, Wally? Yeah, I didn't add it today. And then no one else can see it but you, us, so. You could add the, you forgot the two on stretch, the stretch two times. Stretch two times, extra large. All right. Let's just get right into it. I guess we have no small talk in us today, so that's perfect. You mean, All right. You, you mean Eli Ellsworth? I mean, hey. Yeah. All right. So in this episode, we're going to have some fun. We're going to be ranking the GOATs pre-2010 in the wrestling business. So we each took some turns. Uh, we nominated some of our favorites. So we'll go through that right now real quick here. And then I'll go a bit further into how we're going to rank them. So I nominated personally here. I did Shawn Michaels, Dusty Rhodes, and Undertaker. Wally, who do you have? The Rock, John Cena, and Triple H. Good choices. Stretch. Stone Cold Steve Austin, Hulk Hogan, and Brett the Hitman Hart. Awesome, awesome. J-Bone, who are you nominating? Uh, I got Ric Flair, Randy Savage, and Rob Van Dam. Perfect. And coming in at lucky number 13, we have Jericho as our agreed-upon kind of common no uh, nomination for the whole group. So now what we're going to do is we're going to break these guys down in a couple categories. Uh, we're going to be talking about in-ring, Mike skills, their look kind of, and their entrance and then kind of a other miscellaneous flex category kind of called like the intangible uh, side of it. Um, so we're going to each individually rank and then average out and we'll see who comes where. Uh, In-ring is kind of the agreed upon most uh, important. So we've weighted that to 15, 1 to 15. Mike skills and look will be out of 10 and the flex intangible section will be out of 5. So grand total of 40. We're going to do some fun math and average it out. All right. Well, who do you want to start with? I'll let you lead off with somebody. Stone Cold. Starting off with Stone Cold. All right. So um, let's just go ahead, and then we'll talk about in-ring. Uh, take us off, Wally. I gave him a nine. Nine, Because right. I, don't, I, don't, I don't think – I mean, that's – yeah, let everybody else go. Yeah, let's just, yeah, let's just go ahead and get all the scored out, and then we can talk about uh, more in depth there. Uh, Stretch, what do you got? Uh, something I, I ran into the same problem, at least for me, for a lot of the guys on this list, uh, they may have been good on the mic, but their in-ring sort of suffered for me. Cause I feel like a lot of these guys on the, on this list were, you know, the same five move sort of guys. So with stone cold for his in-ring, I gave him a five just because, you know, all, all I can remember him doing was stunner, stunner, stomping a mud hole, walking it dry, stomping a mud hole, stunner, punch, punch, punch. So <laughs> I gave him a five for in-ring. No, fair enough. J-Bone. Uh, I'd give him an eight. You know, I just think he's average. Um, nothing that really sticks out. You know, he does have a cool finisher, but he is limited in his uh, his in-ring ability. So, I gave him an 8. Absolutely. Yep. I uh, actually gave him a 10. Um, so, I'm coming in the high on, on that one there. Uh, a lot I of these guys a... have a bit more. I don't have, like, some of the nostalgia, so I, my rings will be a little bit off from, <laughs> or, from you I guys. Actually, so. I actually ranked him – higher than those other two because of what he did when he was in WCW before he got to WWE. He probably would have been lower, but he was a better in-ring guy in WCW before he, he blew both of his knees out. So. He was a, uh, a ringmaster, if you will. 
So <laughs> my score, my score is higher because I, I based it on his WCW stuff too. So fair enough. He was a, he was a better wrestler in WCW than he wasn't as far as in ring goes. Oh yeah. So. yeah. But then just kind of as the uh, low guy there stretched a bit, just basically like just like you described it, kind of a one trick pony in the ring is kind of how you would uh, go about that. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not as familiar with the, his WCW stuff as you know Fair enough. the rest of Fair us enough. are. So that's where the basis of my ranking came from. If I maybe watched more of his, you know, his Hollywood blonde stuff and his ringmaster gimmick and WCW, I might have changed my gimmick. But from where I stand, I'm not as familiar. Sure. Fair enough. And then, like again, for me, it's gonna be the same thing for a lot of these guys. I've only seen their highlights, so they might rank a little higher for me than with uh, with you guys. So. Uh, but yeah, I get to pass on a 10 there, but for me there. Um, all right, let's take it over to Mike Skills. Wally, go ahead and start us off. I gave him a nine. Stretch? I gave Mr. Stone Cold a 10. J-Bone. I gave him an uh, eight. And I gave him an eight as well. So just to talk about his uh, Mike Skills a little bit, Wally, you want to start it off? I mean, he's he's one of the better people on this list on the mic. So. What? Me and you, yeah. you kind of <laughs> talked about this a little bit yesterday. You said, you, you know, pick a couple guys who you give the highest value to and then the next highest. So, like, Austin, to me, is in that, like, top 15, top 20, like, Mike Skills guys. So, I mean, he, he – it's not even because of the what, even. He, you know, his Austin 3-6 team promo is iconic. Right. So, especially because he supposedly did that on the fly. Right. Well, I mean, as much as that has become sort of a joke and a meme nowadays, the what chant is still done today. Like when, when it's, hor- it's, annoying. it's a horrible, it's, it's a horrible chant. <laughs> yeah. it, is, yeah. it is horrible. Yeah. And well, you can I'm thank sorry. Stone Cold for that. Well, that's I don't why I deducted partic- a point. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's probably why I deducted a point too, because that is one of the worst chants in all of wrestling. So it is awful. It is corny. It is terrible. And I had never once participated in that shit either. What? <laughs> <laughs> well done. <laughs> I it's really fun. Do- I guess it's been fun to watch other people when they get wadded fire back at the crowd. So I guess yeah. we inadvertently got Alexa Bliss and some people being really funny towards the crowd when they got wadded. Mm-hmm. Our so. truth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on then to look entrance, kind of the general aesthetic. While I go ahead and start again, I gave him an eight. Stretch. I gave him a nine. Okay. I went with a ten for Mister Stone Cold's look. I went with an eight as well. <clears throat> uh, we're all plain. pretty close to that. It's iconic, plain, but, but iconic. Plain. Yeah, I mean. This- this man single-handedly brought back the short, short denim shorts above the knee. And the Austin 316 shirt was probably one of the highest-selling shirts of the 90s, if not the highest-selling shirt. Mm-hmm. And as far as entrance, with we're lumping this together with the glass shatter still gets the biggest pop today. Yeah, <laughs> yeah look, look for me is it's, it's, this one's hard because you're basing on multiple things. So yeah, it's kind of this is the whole package. Plus, you know, the uh, beer entrance is never a bad thing either. That's pretty because his yeah. his his music is really good and his entrance is good. The beer is stupid for me because I don't like alcohol as a you know them using alcohol in wrestling. So he gets points deducted <laughs> for alcohol. 
So, cause I think I know, but <laughs> I've never been a fan of alcohol. I mean, that's why I'm not a big fan of no, it's all good. Page right now either. So, <laughs> well, plus with, with gimmicks too, we're lumping this in here too. He's had some pretty shitty gimmicks like ringmaster and stuff like that. And some pretty decent ones we know with the Hollywood blondes and then a damn good one. He hit it out of the park with stone cold. So he's evolved over the years with that regard. We're all pretty close on this one. There's not a big variety. Yeah. Like we're all in the. Plus, they brought wrestling fans to bring signs with their name on it with 316. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Thank gosh they yeah. did that. <laughs> and, the, and the hillbilly quotient drastically went up, too. Thank you, Stone Cold. <laughs> I didn't want to see all Jay's relatives at the wrestling oh. events. So. <laughs> 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 One time we went, and Jay's like, look, there's my cousins in the front row. Yeah, fester weight. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> He was sitting with Otis. Wait. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Right. Now, now, do we, now do we throw that under the intangibles then? <laughs> okay, let's just go right into it. Uh, Wally, what'd you got for his, his intangible? I only gave him a three, and we'll, we'll discuss why. Stretch? I went with two, and I'll touch on it in a second. Oh, wow. He went lower than me. J-Bone. Yeah. Uh, I went three as well. I also went three. So um, I think I think I see kind of a commonality going on here. Um, he uh, took his ball, and went home as well. That's, to put that's it. why I gave him a low score. He's actually my lowest intangible score, and it's because that little bitch took his ball and went home. <laughs> Stretch. Is that the same reason for you there, or do you got a little uh, bit more depth? No, to- <laughs> it, it was it was part of the reason why I gave him a lower ranking, but um, I'll go for the the reasons I gave him a two, like positive wise. Uh, I personally thought the beer thing was pretty cool and it's pretty damn, you know, accurate how the timekeeper was the person to throw him the beers and how in sync they would have to be for him to throw them those from, you know, however far away he was and still catch them. And I know he never was perfect. He never would catch, you know, all of them at any given time, but pretty cool that they had that relationship. And uh, just the sheer like pop culture phenomenon he was like, let alone just a wrestling icon, you know, he was a pop culture icon because of that. So that's one of the big reasons I gave him, you know, at least the two points I did. (laughs) I wish somebody, I wish they would have hit him in the head with a beer when he wasn't looking. (laughs) I wouldn't have been opposed to that. Yeah. I deducted a point just for him taking his ball and going home. I, I thought that was a bad look. So. Yep. Same. So I did the quick math rounding. I'm always, I'll just, it ended up being officially 28.25. So we're gonna call that a 28. All right. For him, for him, his average score was a 28. Yep. Okay. Yeah. I already did the math. So. Okay. So I'm going to write that down. Yeah. I got, I'm also taking notes. So we'll both do it that way. If I mess it up or one of us messes it up, we'll be able to fix that in post Mr. Editor. Thank you. All (laughs) right. Uh, Stretch. Who do you want to do? I think it's, by the way, guys, just I think it's really cool that all of you guys acknowledged that he took his ball and went home. I appreciate the fact that all of you acknowledged <laughs> that that was done and that, that, that reflected poorly on him. So, Yeah, definitely. Stretch, who we're doing next? Let's go with Mr. Dusty Rhodes. All right, Dusty Rhodes. And <laughs> if you do... will. <laughs> <laughs> let's do a start again in ring. So, uh, Stretch, you'll be starting this category off here. So, uh, what do you got? I- Again, this might just be a folly of me not watching many Dusty matches and, you know, being way out of that generation, but I gave him a six for in-ring because okay. as much as I know him for in-ring, it was bionic elbow and, you know, not much else. <laughs> Fair point. 
I feel uh, like I was being kind. Even on my low scores, yeah. I was being kind. So I gave him an eight. I feel like a lot of this list will shake out to generational gaps too. Like you guys obviously know more about that generation than I do. So I mean, there's there's only one guy on this list that was getting a really low score. So <laughs> it's, it's in this category. Yeah. All right. J-Bone, what do you have? Yeah, I went with the seven. Uh, like I said, he didn't have a lot of moves in the arsenal, but he was entertaining in the ring and uh, doing some of this stuff. So I he did that. enough. He did enough that he could be in 40-minute matches with Ric Flair. So, like, to me, like, you can't just – like, that – he gets points for that back when me and Jay were kids. Like, he was doing 40-minute matches with Ric Flair at house yeah. shows. You have to be able to do something – to be in a 40-minute match. Like, yeah, I mean, Flair's one of the best in-ring guys ever, but Dusty was capable of some stuff. I think later in his career, we didn't see as much out of him. I think sure. the better part of his career was when me and Jay were kids. <laughs> so, Plus, look how jacked his forehead is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah right, from all the blade jobs. Yeah, so I, I went and gave him a 10 on this one. Um, again, I've basically, you know, rose-colored glasses, but only seen highlights, so. Um, but... It was solid. I mean, it's also – I also didn't really necessarily want to take points off just because he's a product of his time. Yeah. All right. I'll wait Stretch to uh, swallows that liquid there, and then he can take uh, it away for the uh, Mike Skills. Uh, Mike Skills, I gave him a nine. Hard Times promo was great. And the fact that he had a lisp would have sort of made it – you would think it would make it worse, but it also – it honestly helped his promos for me. Made it more gave, believable. Yeah, I gave him a ten. He's one of the best Mike guys, so – I gave out a lot of tens and mic skills because a lot of these guys in this list are top-notch mic guys. So well, plus, Dusty is—you could say he's attributed to a big reason why a lot of the stars of today are better on the mic because he yes. helped a lot of them through the performance center. Definitely, I gave. I gave him, I, go ahead. I gave him a nine, and I gave him a ten. Obviously, um, spoiler <clears throat> alert for a future episode, but the. Uh, Hard time is my favorite promo of all time. So, <laughs> all right, stretch. Let's go look. Uh, look, entrance and gimmick. I gave him a seven. Uh, you know, hardworking man, son of a me plumber. also. Yeah. So, and the polka dots was kind of his iconic look. It was. Yep. You know, kind of kind of dry. Was that a seven for you, Wally? I heard. Yes. Okay. J Bone. I gave him a six. And I also gave him a six. Um, kind of same thing. Like just. Polka dots is it stands out, but if, you know, but kind of when you look at the rest of our list, I'm trying to great you know great people kind of on the trying to do the same scale best I can. It's definitely not the the best look that's out there, so maybe went a little harder on than necessarily deserved. But all right, let's do the uh, intangible stretch. I gave him a three on this one, and two of the intangibles are his sons. Oh, <laughs> fair enough. Cody and Dustin. <laughs> Wally? I gave I gave him a four, this, his sons, and what you had said, he did a lot of stuff backstage, or what Eli stretched said, he did a lot of stuff backstage for NXT, and there's people who are a lot better than him, or because of him on the, yeah. in the NXT roster, so. J-Bone? Uh, I gave him a four as well. Uh, you know, he's done a lot for wrestling, including, you know, bringing his kids into it, so I gave him a four as well. Yeah, that's um, – I gave him a five, but for the, you know, the exact same reasons, just the uh, the legacy that he has left and, you know, his imprint on wrestling can't be denied. You know, two sons, developmental, 
just, you know, being around to the day he died, always active. You know, I just like, I can't discount that. I got to give him a high mark on that one. So then by the end of it, uh, rounding up, he gets a 28 to be exact 27.5, but we're going to round it. So So him and Stone Cold both have the same thing. Yep. I mean, if we ever need a tiebreaker, it's technically Stone Cold score three points higher, but like I said, we'll sort that out kind of on the back end there. Okay. All right. J-Bone, your turn to take one out. Who do you got? Um, we're going with, oh, yeah, Randy Savage. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Randy Savage. All right, so it starts off with the in-ring. Uh, I would give him a 12. <laughs> Me as, also. As did I. I went with a 9. All yep. right, so mm-hmm. as the outlier stretch, do you mind if I ask you why did you give him a 9? Not that, I'm not, again, I'm not attacking you. I'm just curious. Again, generational gaps from yeah. what I've seen, highlights. But, I mean, from what I've seen of his highlights, they were probably the best matches, you know, from his time. His match with Steamboat. He had yep. matches with Flair. I mean, matches, I mean, even matches with Hogan, he made pretty decent. So, Yeah, he's, he's not I, – I only gave out five, five above ten in ring, and Savage is one of my – you know, I gave him a 12. Savage was – probably the best wrestler in that time period other than rick flair at least top three yeah in the ring yeah so definitely agree all right mike skills (laughs) j-bone he was different randy savage half the time he wouldn't know what he's talking about but uh well cocaine fueled nightmares so yeah miss elizabeth (laughs) it was in a good it was in a good way with him though i think yeah i i was I gave him a seven. It was tough, but I, I gave him a seven. Yeah, I went eight. Kind of the same I went thing. Eight. He, he kind of I was his own voice. You know, he very unique sounding on top of yeah. it. So I went nine he, for voice and intensity. I mean the 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 cream of the crop promo yeah, is, is, is probably his best. <laughs> is probably his best promo. But he like I have the Savage DVD, and if you go back and watch the promos on there, there's like somewhere between five and 10, like pretty good promos on there. I'm not saying he's got 25 or 30, but he probably had somewhere between five and 10. So, and he, so, and him and Hogan had actually had some pretty good promos when they were the mega powers and stuff too. So. Damn near sweat through his shirt during that promo. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So let's go for the look J-Bone. Uh. Look, I, I thought he had a cool look. I gave him an eight. Me also. I went with seven on the look. Well, and I am the outlier on that one. I went with ten because if you say Macho Man and how did he look, I mean, it instantly pops in my head. Bright colors, tassels, sunglasses, the hair. I mean, Cowboy hat. Exactly. It, it's so iconic that – Plus, I mean, when he was the king, you know, he'd be carried out in the, the, uh, the chair and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, he had some cool – Plus, gimmicks. if Zach gave him a ten and Zach hates his music, so that tells you something. Yep. So – It's just – it's so classic iconic that – I mean, even my mom knows what he looks like and she has you know, <laughs> anything. Like, that's – I mean, maybe that we will go to, you know, some other categories, but, you know, it's commercials too. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that was – Leading into it for intangibles, that was something I wanted to touch on, but I'll let J-Bone go first on that one. All right. Yep. Uh, I went four. Yeah, I also went four on the intangibles, just <laughs> purely because he birthed an iconic Slim Jim commercial. Sure. Uh, his look is still iconic. He still sells merch to this day posthumously. And because he 
in a way gave his blessing and birthed the uh, black machismo gimmick in TNA. I, went I gave to, him a four. I gave him a four. So since I'm the outlier on this one, I'll explain why. Um, it's just because with him, for me, basically every other category almost perfectly describes him. So like, to me, the intangible was less pronounced on this one because his look was there, sure. His, but like basically what you saw with him was what you got. I didn't really think he kind of had a lot going on in the background personally. Again, that's with Even me. Even when he was going, Bonesaw? <laughs> Bonesaw is ready. <laughs> oh, Yeah. He's so in the room with him uh, tapping Stephanie McMahon. Yeah, <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's an intang- That's definitely an intangible. <laughs> <laughs> he should get bonus points for that. I think I'm going to give him a five now. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So he ends up being 31. Oh, he's in the lead. So he so far yeah. is in the lead and handily. That doesn't surprise me. So. All right. I'll take the next one. Let's go ahead and. Let's go to, I think, who might get kind of the lower part of the list here. Let's go Hulk Hogan. Yeah, here we go. Yeah, I figured let's just, I'll take over the negative spot this week. All right, so in ring, I gave this guy a big old fat two. He took a deuce all over this place here. I so, gave him a one. <laughs> we got a one. I got a two from Stretch, and what are we getting from J-Bone? We can go 15. <laughs> <laughs> you would. Okay, no, I. <laughs> I went with three. I give him a little bit of credit, not much, but I gave him a three. He he was, again, one of those guys that I was talking about, sort of ran into the five moves of doom type of deal. Uh, he yeah. didn't even have five. <laughs> Body slam and a leg drop. Yep. And a boot. Mm-hmm. It's definitely this, nothing, to, nothing to write home about here on this category. This, so. this guy is hands down on this list, the worst in-ring performer on this list. It's not even close. Yeah, I think we could probably person. agree to that one. I, don't, I next, doubt anyone's getting less than this. So The next, the next closest person to him is, is, is probably the undertaker for me. So Hogan's terrible in the ring. There's, there's nothing nice that can be said about him. He's awful in the ring. It, he was cool when we were five, but watching his garbage now – it's terrible. Like compare, like it, it was fun, fine one. I watched it when I was eight, and I was like, "Oh!" It's <laughs> going, going back and watching it now. Watching the Andre Hogan match from WrestleMania three, that match is an absolute train wreck. Now it seemed awesome then, but now it's terrible. Yeah. So what did so a one and a three and two twos? Is that what happened on this? Yep. Nobody was nobody wanted to be as mean as me on this one. I see. Well, so. for me, it was more of a, I could imagine a lot of other people who would have a one. I mean, there's there has to be people worse than him, so I'm not going to give him a one personally. But I mean, uh, great Kali. That's <laughs> I don't know who Al Goldberg. I don't know who else would g- give him a Eva Marie. I don't know how many more people I can think of that would get a one on my list. So Abdul. Bobby Lashley. Yeah, Bobby Lashley. No, Abdullah had some entertainment value to him at least. So. <laughs> forking people's entertaining so, I, thought, I thought you were referring to when he got electrocuted <laughs> I, I love Abdul he's one of my favorite wrestlers actually but yeah. all, right. <laughs> all right I'm gonna throw it over to uh, Mike Skills uh, again I'm not a Hogan fan in any stretch of the imagination but I'm still gonna give him credit where credit's due I'm giving him an eight on this one I gave him a seven so I see a 10 from stretch here 10, yep gave him a seven from Wally and uh J-Bone what do you got uh I'll give him a seven his his promos for the time, once again, 
were cool. But if you go back and watch them now, it's the same shit over and over, like more so than anybody else. They're Let vanilla. me tell you something, brother. They're, they're <laughs> vanilla as hell. And it was like, oh, what, what bad guy are they throwing at him this week that he's going to say his prayers and take his vitamins and that's bullshit. Say, but the, the tried, and, tried and true for, proven formula, pardon me, of getting people in the stadiums back then, you know, he could spout off whatever he wanted, but it did draw. I know. I'm just saying that compared to the other guys on the list, though, I, somebody has to get points taken off. And I would, I would rather have The Rock or Stone Cold on the mic than him at this point. So right. he did cut. He, he was, you know, in a great heel promo. He is one, in one of the greatest heel promos of all time, probably. So and that night he was in, in, at the top of his game. So he probably got a higher score from me because he did the NWO promo that night. So. Yeah, plus, I think if you like, you know, if a, a kid, you know, when we were kids growing up, you either imitated Hogan or Macho Man if you were going to cut your own promo. So I think that's or the Ultimate Warrior. Sure. So if you wanted to talk about nonsense, you could be the Ultimate Warrior. Yeah. So. Distrucity. <laughs> All right. Let's go to his uh, look. I went nine. Again, it's another classic 80s look. It can't be denied the hair, that shirt. So let's... I gave him a 10. This is, he got a 10 for me in this one. 10 also he had, for me on looks. He, he had the look back then. I mean, he's the epitome of the look back then. I mean, that whether yep. I like him or not, I can't deny that. And he's still rocking the handlebar porn stash today. <laughs> this is true. Uh, J-Bone, what do you got there? I gave him a 10 as well. All right. So, I have definitely really no dis. So, that that's, one the one, that's the one category where Hogan is, is – it gets high marks, and he's going to get high marks from everybody because he, yeah. he fits that that look yep. and everything and his his entrance all the, his gimmick i mean his gimmick him and the undertaker probably have the two best gimmicks of all time arguably yeah. so well when you're when your theme song boasts about being a real american you're gonna get a lot of people on yeah. your side <laughs> that's definitely true all right let's just go over to the end of the intangibles i went with the three for reasons we'll discuss in a second so go ahead i gave him a four four as well four four so i Kind of, I had to take off some marks for some of his recent, you know, comments later in life. And not even, is the not so good person. So his uh, later in life, Mike skills. Are. Yeah, yeah, his later, yeah. <laughs> his retired Mike skills. Yeah, definitely heard <laughs> I, him. I, 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 I floated with a three or a four because he was he was a terrible actor. So I, I was going to take points off for No Holds Barred and Mister Nanny. And all hey, that you bullshit. Leave, you leave Thunder in Paradise yeah. alone. <laughs> yeah, Thunder, hey, Thunder Paradise is actually hey. pretty good. <laughs> the, best, the best role Hogan played in a movie was Thunderlips. I will take that to my this grave. That was the best also true. he ever was in a movie was Thunderlips. And he wasn't even really Hulk Hogan then. So, like, that's his best role ever in a movie before he was, like, super, super famous. So, yep. So then he ends up with. 94 points, which will drop him down to a rounded up 24. I gave him a 22 overall. I don't know where you guys were. He's by far my lowest scoring person on here. He also, I also got a 22 from him as well. Um, all right. Me. Well, <clears throat> it's time to smell what the rock is cooking. All right. And just take us uh, away right into the ring. I gave him a nine. So he's, he's like, 
above that, that that smidge right above average he's he, he's he's competent in the ring he has his moments he does have you know as we discussed on a previous podcast the the greatest terrible move of all time so and he's milked that people's elbow and done some really cool people's elbows yep. so he's not not a double digit guy for me but he's i gave him a nine because he has managed to he does have a the ability to make other people look good, I think. Stretch? I went eight. Uh, kind of touched on it already. Wally uh, has the greatest terrible move of all time. Yeah, it's electrifying, <laughs> but at the end of the day, it's just an elbow drop. And I did. I he would have scored higher for me had his sharpshooter form been better, but he has the worst sharpshooter ever. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. J-Bone? Uh, I gave him a nine. I'm agree with Wally. He's just, uh, I think, just a, a bit above average. So. Yeah. I mean, same. I gave him a nine as well for the exact same reasons where it's definitely not bad in the ring by any stretch of the imagination, but also not he's not going to be lighting up the uh, the charts here. So then let's go to what I think might be a maybe all agreed upon Mike skills. Uh, if anybody on here didn't give this guy a 10, <laughs> there's a problem. Uh-oh. Stretch, what do you got? Uh, no, I have a 10. Okay. You, you look yeah. like you were about to uh, – <laughs> No, I was, I was trying to think of a, a, a rock pun to work in there. But... <laughs> okay. J-Bone. I think I'm going to be the Russian judge and give him a six. Yep. <laughs> I, oh I doubt that. God. Yeah. 9.5. I've had discussions with all of you guys. There's nobody yep. on here that doesn't think this guy's the greatest nope. guy on the mic of all Absolutely. time. Absolutely. All time. Yep. But like I said, we can we – can, if we really want to down the road, we can do a podcast just about The Rock, and, and it could just be about his promos. We don't even have to do anything else other than talk about Rock promos because nobody on this list in wrestling history has cut more great promos than The Rock. Nobody. Absolutely. All right, let's switch it over then to his look. I also gave him a 10 for that. So I think not Rocky Maivia, but <laughs> once he became The Rock – his look, I mean, every time we saw him, he, every five years, he gets more jacked. So, like, I mean, this guy's also the definition of the look of a wrestler to me. Like, when did, when did he not have – other than when he was Rocky Maivia. So, maybe I could have taken him down to a 9.5 there. <laughs> but I gave him a 10. Right. Stretch? 10 as well from me. I gave him a 9. 9? And I went a little low on that one. I went 7. Um, just, like – Sure, he, he had the, you know, he had a fine entrance. He had, a, you know, the, obviously, you know, raising the eyebrow, that kind of stuff. But just like, you know, in-ring gear kind of plain. Um, just, to, you know, just for me, just look-wise, I mean, there's definitely more exciting people. Because basically, I, I didn't want to rank everyone 10 on this list. So, I you know, I kind of went through. I'm like, well, I think definitely these guys look better than The Rock did. So, that's why I went with a 7 on that one. So He would be, if, if, you, if, you, if you break my 10s down, they're kind of generational. So I gave Hogan a 10. He was the look guy for his generation. And then the rock to me was the look guy for the attitude era. Like he, like that's where my 10 came for him. Fair enough. I thought his look matched his personality, you know, wearing those loud tropical shirts with the sunglasses. Oh yeah. With his $600 shoes, baby. (laughs) 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 All right. Then let's switch it over to the uh, intangible flex category. I gave him a five. This five guy's, as well for me. And uh, Jay? Yeah, I'd give him a five. Yep, five. This, this guy was 
a company guy. This is the guy who came back early when the son of a bitch earlier dropped his ball. So, and he's opened the door for so many other people because of what he's done. I just, I don't know how you can't give him a five in this category. Open the door for everybody in the legendary Anawahi family, you mean? (laughs) Well, I mean, Cena and all these other people are in movies because of The Rock. Yeah, I was going to touch on that. Pretty much, he is still, I think, the most highest grossing actor in all of Hollywood right now or in the last couple of years. So, So maybe all time at this point, it's possible. He did, sure, but. he did what Hulk Hogan tried to do, and he was successful at it because right. he has way more charisma. I guess intangible could be charisma, could be intangible and like, too. And this and, guy is the king of charisma. Yes. And like, not even, not all of his movies are great too. Like, he's had some stinkers in there. Like, I'm not yep. going to lie. What, but, Tooth Fairy? Oh, yeah. yeah, Tooth Fairy. Yeah. Right. Escape yeah, right. from Witch Mountain. I just, or where that I, just, right. I just voted for Tooth Fairy the other night as the worst sports movie I've ever seen. So. Right. All right. Uh, Scorpion King. Uh, Scorpion King was it's, okay. It's adequate. It's adequate yeah. as a spinoff, especially. So yeah. um, Rocky ends up with 33 points. I, I, will, I will tell you guys this. When I was doing this with Zach last night, I realized that The Rock deserves to be higher in my top 10 than I have had him. I've kind of like gone back and forth between him and Triple H. And after doing this, I'm like The Rock is better than triple H because he scores higher in these categories. So mm. all right, not, not to step on stretch, but maybe we should do triple H next then. Yeah, let's Sorry. Go for it. No, that's fine. Go <laughs> well, I, I don't want to hijack it, but that's a perfect segue. So let's just go into it. Stretch. What do you got for triple H? Uh, in ring, I gave him an eight. Um, okay. He's had some good power moves. You know, the Arn Anderson spine buster, the pedigree. He's just a good, you know, hoss dude. Like he's always been there to, have the big power moves, the knee lift he always did, shit like that. So, middle of the line for me. I actually gave him a 10. I went 11. I, I went 8. All right. So, we're pretty – definitely some kind of uh, – I see a pattern going he, on there. So. He, he was – I mean, so one of the things here is I may be the – I'm actually – well, yeah, maybe Eli – I'm the only person who was really watching him regularly when he was in his prime. Yeah. So that's when, I, when he was – so. When I grew up watching, it was sort of like right after – it was about 02, 03, so right at peak reign of terror, Triple H, his super douchebag heel reign. So. And, I, and I know Jay's told me he, he didn't watch it then. So, like, I'm the only person that's really watched him, like, throughout, like, his – especially when he was in his prime. So I'm probably going to score him higher – because that's when he was having his best matches was when he was in his prime. So he, he, he's a smidge better than the rock to me in the ring because he's been in lengthier matches than the rock. And he, and he also, I don't know it, when it comes down to it, I had to go, I, I would take triple H in the ring over the rock. That's what it comes down to. That's so. also why I gave him 11. And this is also him in his prime was basically the first time I started watching wrestling was when he and the rock were, you know, kind of at the top of their game. So that's why right. he went probably a little bit higher than maybe he deserves, but you know, I'm allowed to uh, write as I want. So try and stop me. Uh, let's go. Mike skills there stretch. What do you got? Uh, Mike skills. I gave him a seven. He can sort of play any part with any of his gimmicks and still be good on the mic uh, in DX. He was him and Michaels were the mouthpiece of that. You know, they riled up crowds, you know, raised hell, anarchy, all that shit. I mean, he even had decent Mike skills as a snobby aristocrat from Greenwich. 
Uh, <laughs> and then peak heel reign of terror, Triple H was great. He, you know, everybody hated him when he was on the mic because of that. And even, you know, during all the many DX reformations and all the authority stuff, he was still excellent on the mic for me. So okay. I gave him an eight. J-Bow? I gave him a seven. Um, and I think he's above average, but I don't think he's great. I gave him a seven as well. I think he was he was good at do, dealing with the cards he was dealt, playing with the cards he was dealt. When he was in, he got extra extra point for me because when he was in DX, especially when they were doing the the, the promos where he was talking about his wiener all the time, <laughs> he gets in that, that. That was entertainment. That those that DX stuff from back when it was just the three of the, two of them with China and Rick Rude was fabulous. So the only reason he didn't score higher for me was Katie Vick. <laughs> that whole ordeal some of us actually found the entertainment in that so <laughs> if they re- redid that i would laugh at it again so oh boy and pg wwe <laughs> <laughs> all right let's go look uh look for triple h i gave him an eight uh some of the greatest theme music of all time both of his motorhead songs and even the dx theme honestly we could throw that in there Always had great pyro, the water spitting, you know, the whole, just the way he carries himself, the game gimmick, the King of Kings, like all of it. Sure. Great. I gave him a nine. Yeah, I gave him a nine as well. And I went with a seven on that one. Um, definitely has the greatest hair. In fact, uh, if you look at video game and how they, you know, kind of decide how good the graphics are, they'd always go straight to Triple H's hair, how it looked. Yep. So. <laughs> His- his his entrance is, is still one of my favorite entrances. So when he spits the yep. water and stuff, it's 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 really cool. So I still like it. Even if he does, if I see him do it tomorrow, I still like it. Whenever he <laughs> decides to grace the ring with his presence again to put somebody over. All right, let's go then. Intangible. Uh, for intangibles, I went with the twofer, and that's purely because he is <laughs> you know the heart and soul of NXT right now. And sort of, you know, heading up that brand. So two? Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't really I gave, see much outside of that. I mean. I gave him a four, so. I gave him a three. Three. And I gave him a five kind of because of just the, the leadership that he has shown over all this, you know, this time I, too. So I would have made my intangibles higher had it made, had it been made public that, you know, he is entirely responsible for NXT, not saying, oh, Triple H is responsible for NXT, and then knowingly having Vince come in and put his hands in things. I'm, I'm, I'm giving him an extra point just for, you know, he's, he saw the way in, so he married Stephanie. I'm not passing <laughs> him for that. I'm, I'm giving him a pat on the back for that. So there's nothing bad about that. That was smart for him. He's probably going to end up running WWE someday because of that. Like, how can you not? commend somebody for being that and he has to put up with stephanie so (laughs) all right so unless i did did my math wrong we have a dead tie with him with stone cold they both scored 113 so divide that by four you get 28 and some change okay Okay. all right jay who are we going to do next uh let's go uh rvd okay um, go ahead. I'm going to put a disclaimer up there. I really had to lean on Wally real heavy on this one. He kind of gave me a range of scores. I didn't have enough time to do a super deep dive on this guy, and I've never seen him before, basically, <laughs> before he got nominated. So, um, all right. Uh, ringability. Um, I think he's one of the best of all time. So, I gave him a 14. 
as did I. Um, I w- did watch a couple of matches. I was very impressed with what I saw. And then with Wally's advice, it's how I settled on my 14. So I gave him a 13. I went 11. He is, he is one of the best um, in-ring guys. If, if I was going to, like, branch out and go top 25, whatever, AJ and RVD would be the first two non-WWE guys probably that would like I would talk about like they're they're the probably the two best guys who spent most of their career not in WWE mm-hmm. like RVD you know became a household name when he was in WWE but he he was he was really better in ECW than he was in WWE yeah so AJ has, has probably been almost as good in WWE as he wasn't but RVD is a really good in-ring guy so this, I did. that's definitely his strong suit I did like how uh, RVD sort of, at least for me, the first time I saw a guy do this, he would sell his aerial maneuvers as hurting him just as much as it hurt his opponents. Like every time he did the five-star frog splash, he's selling his own ribs just as much, and that made the move more believable for me at least. Okay. And let's go Mike Skills. Uh, he was average. I think he was a little better in ECW with his whole weed gimmick and stuff where he'd always say stuff, but um, I just gave him a five just average yep i also also, gave him five i went four his i i think that i don't i don't think it's completely his fault that wwe didn't let him talk for the first like two years he was there i think rvd's whole thing in ecw was he was high and i think when he cut some of his promos in ecw he was high in wwe he couldn't be high to cut his promos. (laughs) So I think that that harmed him for a while. And I don't think WWE trusted him for a long time. I mean, he, he was okay when he was on the mic in WWE when they gave him a mic, but Jay's 100% right. His best stuff was definitely an ECW, but I, I, so they sort of just turned him in my mind. They turned him into like a catchphrase machine in WWE. Like he was just there to sort of like sell, push some shirts. Like, Oh, it's Mr. Monday night or Mr. If he's on SmackDown, Mr. Thursday night, like, just here to push I just, shirts, I just read something where he was trying to – he wanted Vince to call his leg drop the 420 leg drop, and Vince wasn't having none of that. So. <laughs> yeah, if yeah. they weren't going to call Spike Dudley uh, LSD, little Spike Dudley, like an ECW, <laughs> they wouldn't do that. Well, you know, weed is, weed is evil, so let's go over then to his look, J-Bone. Uh, you know, his look was cool. Um, nothing – crazy or anything like that so i gave him a seven i went six just based I off of cold six. pictures that i just kind of just researched just basically i went up six rvd try to find as much as i could i yeah. went i went seven uh he had probably the most diverse range of singlets i've ever seen and then uh ryback came and tried to squeeze into him yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well i haven't thought about ryback in a long time that's a good thing i was about to say yeah yeah don't <laughs> Please don't. Yeah. He, he already got his 15 seconds of fame his name should never come up on and, here again and any, and any man self-respecting enough to rock a ponytail with shaved sides you know can kick your ass so yeah. <laughs> all right let's go intangible uh i went three three as well um i was gonna go three i gave him a four because he Pattern. He wanted to be Shawn Michaels, so I give him credit for like trying to be Shawn Michaels because that's who I would have wanted to be back then if I was him. So he got an extra point for me for that. I went with five 
almost just to give him a little bit of flex in case I was writing him a little bit too low due to my, my inexperience. So I kind of use the uh, intangible to kind of boost his score a little bit just as a uh, way to correct any kind of errors I might have made. So, well, plus um, his, you could throw longevity under there for his intangibles. He's still wrestling today for impact. Yeah. <laughs> this is true. And then he ended up with 112. So his 28 is actually a little bit behind Triple H's. And so his is like holds. a 27.5 then, essentially? Well, his is actually straight 28, but... <laughs> okay. All right. It's, I'm up. So let's go ahead and let's uh, dive into The Undertaker. Uh, in ring, I went uh, just kind of right there in the middle there. I went seven for this guy. Me too. I went with yeah, a six. I went seven as well. And I'm going to make the point I made to all of you guys now. He spent most of his career in programs with guys on this list. So when you spend most of your career fighting guys who are the all-time greats, you're not going to end up in a lot of shitty matches then. And, and Kurt Angle's not on this list, and Brock Lesnar's not on this list. There's other people that aren't on this list who he also spent half of his – he just spent most of his – once his gimmick got over, he was going to be in good feuds. They weren't going to waste him. I mean, they did when they did the dog kennel match or whatever at WrestleMania. But yeah. I, don't, I can't go back and find a match where I'm concretely like, wow, this match was good because The Undertaker was in it. It's always because he was fighting Shawn Michaels or he was fighting The Rock or Brock Lesnar or whatever. And that's, that's the best point I can make about him is that he was always wrestling guys who are considered all-time greats or top 20 guys of all time. He spent most of his career fighting those guys. So you're not going to end up in bad. And he probably got to the point where he had enough clout backstage that he was probably telling Vince, I ain't doing shit with yeah. that guy. <laughs> yeah, he, it has been well known. He was the de facto locker room leader for like 20 years. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not giving him like, I don't know, 10 or an 11 in this category because he got to wrestle all these greats his whole career. This is another thing I think the Undertaker's – surprisingly, you guys seem to agree with me. So I'm, I'm not the only person that doesn't think the undertaker is less, you know, average. Yeah. But who else walks a tight rope like that? I mean, that never right. gets old you know? yeah. right. at, right. at, be, at seven feet tall. <laughs> <laughs> I, I cringe every time he does it. So it's almost like the six one nine at this point, please stop doing it. <laughs> All right. Let's uh, change it over to Mike skills. I went with a three on this one. I mean, the fact that he had a mouthpiece and Paul bearer for a good portion of his career. I gave him a five. He was average at best. Rest in peace is the only thing he ever said that mattered. I went with a two. Woohoo! Jesus. I uh, gave him a four. <laughs> you know, he had a mouthpiece most of the time, so. Yeah. You feel like so much of him rolling his eyes in the back of his head. Yeah. yeah. Well, plus, like, like, like Wally had said with his character, like, it kind of did all the work for him. He didn't. Not that he didn't need to talk on the mic, but you knew he wasn't going to talk that much on the sure. mic if he's a reincarnated dead person. Yep. And again, it's not like, yeah, it's just... But even when he's a, the bat, American badass, so instead of the biker right. taker... He sucked he on the mic. He wasn't good at that then either. <laughs> like, go, go, back, go back and find me a good Undertaker promo. Good luck on that one. You'll be looking for a while on that one, probably. All right, so then let's go something that he did have in spades. Look, I gave him a solid old 10 on that one. Me too. I went nine. Yeah. I gave him a 10. This guy has probably the best gimmick of all time. He yep. really did. Whether, whether I like him or not, 
he has the best gimmick. It served the test of time for how many goddamn years. Yeah, it's, absolutely. So, it's, it's still going. It's kinda, <laughs> yeah, WWE's trying to reincarnate it with The Fiend, too. They're trying to find like, their next supernatural gimmick. Yeah. I much prefer The Undertaker to The Underbiker. I think The Underbiker is terrible. So I did not like him at all anyways. But when he was The Underbiker, it was worse for me. I was like, this is terrible. So yeah, fuck The but, Underbiker. I mean, that coat, that hat. The urn, where you want to, excuse me, you know, uh, you know, basically give to him. It's just, right. Can't. It, it's hard to beat that. So, and his, even though, even though his entrance takes twenty minutes, sure. It's all great. His, yep. his now, I, I, I beg to differ on that part of this. I will disagree with his entrance <laughs> being great. I think his entrance is boring and terrible. And once you've seen it once, the nostalgia is completely worn off. And I've probably sat through that thing fifteen times at least, and probably more. And I'm so tired of it at this point. Um, my favorite Undertaker is like one of the older ones. I like yeah. when he had the boots with the sheepskin or the yeah. calfskin boots, the, the purple, like, and the tie. Like I liked when he had the tie mm-hmm. and the hat and stuff. So he, like that, like Mortician Taker. Yeah, pale so, skin. Yeah, pale. that was definitely my favorite version of the Undertaker. That was a long, long time ago. All right, let's move over to the intangibles. I went five on this one, um, just because again, like I mean. Just when we're talking about some of our greatest matches, his name came more than once. Um, just a you know a general for the WWE or WWF, what we want to call it. Um, and then plus, like I said, just off definitely being kind of you know there's definitely some synergy going on with his character where he's definitely more than the sum of his parts. So I went you know a solid five on that. I gave him a four. I went four as well. Four. Okay. Uh, far off I there. mean, he. He's the, I mean, he was the, the, you know, the locker room guy for years. So I just, I have, and he was nice when I met him and got his autograph. He was actually nice. So I'll give him half a point for that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I watched that five series documentary, whatever on him. And I, I had a little more respect for him after right. watching this. So he just beats Hogan. Uh, <laughs> 97 points, 94. So they both score 24, but he scores slightly higher. And then uh, Wally, who do you want next? The heartbreak kid, Uh Sean Michaels. Let's do this one. Let's do it, which I have sneaking suspicion might be in the running for our number one. I gave gave him a 15 in the ring. This guy is the best in-ring performer I've ever seen. There's only one other guy on this list who I think is in the same group as him. 15 as well. Stretch? Yep. Ditto, 15. Yeah, I'm only giving two 15s, and he's one of them. Yep. I only have two 15s also. I'm, I'm, I'm betting that your other 15 is mine too on that one. So this guy is the definition of in-ring. Um, Jay and me have talked about it numerous times. If you go find the top 50 matches of all time, I pretty much guarantee he's in 15 of them or more. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, he is Mr. WrestleMania by, by far. If you were on a card at WrestleMania and Michaels wasn't in the main event, good luck following his match. <laughs> yep. So, even when he was with her – and he sells. He's one, he might be the best seller of all time, too. I mean, Dolph Ziggler clearly thinks he's Shawn Michaels at this point. <laughs> so, even RVD to some point was, would sell. Anybody that like, wanted to be Shawn Michaels is, can sell because that's what Michaels did. He oversold sometimes. I'm not saying he's not guilty of that. But sometimes his overselling was okay. 
So I'd rather somebody oversell than undersell. Yep. And I've just, yeah, if you go back to our greatest matches pre-2010, it's basically a Shawn Michaels love fest. So, you know, you don't need to go any further than that. 15's all around. Absolutely. So let's go. And you his... look at his greatest matches during his 20s, his 30s, and his 40s. You right. Know? Yeah. He, he had two careers. This guy had two careers, essentially. Right. So. Well, then again, almost three now, especially with his uh, working with NXT. Mm. So I gave him a 10 for Mike's skills because he was in DX, and he's, he had really good promos. Maybe not when he was with the Rockers, but once once DX happened, like, and he kind of even when he was the, the when the Canada forever bullshit was going on with Bret Hart, Michaels Michaels loves to go shit on Canada. So Who's there's your one daddy in Montreal. Yeah, yeah. There, there, there's a fabulous Mike, you know, Michaels promo in Canada where he is just shitting on the crowd and eating it up. Stretch. I went nine. I also went nine. I went eight. He got – I only gave four tens. He got one of my tens on the mic, so. All right, let's go uh, over to look. That one I only gave him an eight. So, um, his gimmick is cool uh, Cool enough, and his uh, he was in DX – his entrance, I mean, he has had the same entrance music for his whole career, basically, after he went single. So, I don't know if that's good or bad. I, th I think it should be a good thing that it, he yeah, hasn't had it, to change his music. It damn so. sure doesn't happen anymore nowadays. That's for sure. I also went eight. Um, just kind of, again, he's kind of one of those guys where if you just – if you say, how did Shawn Michaels look, you can definitely conjure an image. So, Stretch? I went nine. I went eight. I mean, he's, he's, you know, like you said, it it's memorable enough that he doesn't deserve to be scored low. So yep. I just, I just, he's not a ten in this one, I don't think. So yeah. especially when he had the mullet, you know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's then go to the uh, intangible there, Wally. I gave him a five. So the only thing you could really take points off of him for was the fact that he was a dick. Yeah. <laughs> his first time around in WWE, but I think he kind of made up for that by being the complete opposite of that the second time around. I think we can forgive him for being a dick when he was in his 20s right. and then looking back and saying, okay, I was an asshole. I'm not going to be that guy anymore. So, except right. with Hogan, except with Hogan. So, Hogan brought that on himself. Yeah. <laughs> so. Stretch, what you got for him? I went for a five as well for pretty much all the same reasons yep. while he just listed. Same with me, five and J Bone. I gave him a five. I have a feeling we have a first place person oh, by a wide margin. Uh, <laughs> or total of one, uh, he's uh, one forty nine. So that gives him a total score of we call it thirty seven. Okay. I think that's going to be hard to beat. Stretch. Who do you got? Uh, the man who cannot be seen, Mr. John Cena. Okay. Uh, for his in-ring acumen, I went uh, nine. Just, again, he was a little bit above average for me, but he fell into the category for a while of being the five-move Superman, sort of, you know, the same deal, dog and pony show every time around. You could sort of predict his matches for a while there. But yeah. he did get better in his later years. In the past few years, he has sort of provided a lot of, you know, high energy and high tempo matches in WWE. Yeah. I gave uh, him a nine also. Yeah. As so. did I. J-Bone? Yeah, a couple of years ago, I would have scored him lower, but uh, he did get a lot better. Um, so I gave him a nine. 
Wow, we all four gave him nines. Wow. He did. He would have been a seven or an eight eight yeah. years ago. But he he did say, all right, I got to get better. And he had, you know, pretty good matches this past decade. He had three or four matches that were pretty solid this last decade. So. Right. Yep. All right. And uh, Mike Skills. I went 10 on that one. That man can work a crowd. Jabo? Uh, uh, I gave him an eight. Um, I, th- I just think some of the stuff he says is kind of cheese ball, but, you know, he is decent on the mic. And I didn't watch a lot of it when he first came out when his, he his was rap the rapper. Yeah, yeah, and stuff. So I might have missed a good chunk of it. So, but I still gave him an eight. I gave he, him a nine. If, if you want little, a small little sampling, J-Bone, go back and watch him versus Elias last year at WrestleMania or like his little like rap like verse he, he had for a lot. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, I saw he, that. <laughs> Zach, what'd you give him? Um, I actually went a little bit low with the group. I went seven. Um, just Once because, it, well, for me, it's his whole just always being positive and, you know, being the king of the PG to me is kind of a, right, well, that's not, well, not person who I'm looking for. So you're, 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 but you're another person that didn't really watch Thugonomics <clears throat> rapper John well, Cena. So, well, yep. well, plus WWE has sort of given him moments, right. of, you know, like when he he had a wrap off with the Usos and he said, "Oh, y'all look like your mug shots or something like that." Like he's had I mean, moments there. Yeah, sure. they put him on a leash and they say, "Go out and cut a PG promo." And from time to time, like when he when he was in the feud with The Rock, we got to see like John Cena be John Cena. Yeah. So yeah. I think he did get hampered by yeah. WWE once the PG era. They're like, "You wanted this." So he's go out and cut PG promos. He's definitely not coming out and saying, I'm like a swollen penis. You can't beat me yeah. anymore. <laughs> he, when, he, when he was the rapper, the rapper John Cena, if he would have never done anything other than that, he would have been a 10 for sure. That, that character on the mic was as good as anybody else on this list other than Jericho and The Rock probably. Fair enough. Let's go then look there, Stretch. I went a seven on that one. For a while there, he was Mr. Jean Shorts and – you know, which color t-shirt is he wearing this month? But I mean, his entrance music was iconic. It became a meme over time. So it has its place in pop culture. A lot of people know it who aren't even wrestling fans. Um, He's had multiple iconic entrances over the years, you know, WrestleMania entrances coming through in the Mustang, you know, with all the John Cena lookalikes and uh, his run to the ring, you know, all of that. It's iconic and derivative of his character. Yep. I I actually gave him a 10. I actually gave him a 10. Okay. He's my guy from that era that is, had the look to me. He fits the guy from that era. So Yeah, I actually I went a little low. I went six. Um, again, the George T-shirt thing, it's just to me, it's kind of like eh, you can do better. And uh, But, you know, also, again. Once again, though, he, he also, when he was the rapper, he was rocking the jerseys and the chain, and he was doing all the stuff that I thought was cool at the time. Right. So, like, I'm going to – Scott, I'm that – that's important to me that he was sure. doing that then. So, Whereas to me, right. like seeing him from a kind of a more modern day lens, I've tried to take it against him at the same time. Even that, I'm kind of like, eh. All right, J-Bone, what do you got? I, I gave him a seven. Okay. And then let's go over to the intangible. I went fiver on that one. Four. J-Bone? I went four. And I went five. Um, one of the reasons I didn't quite go higher on the mic is – he doesn't always have the crowd in his palm when he comes out, but he sure has it when he leaves. Mm-hmm. He has that, that charisma. He has that extra, whatever you want to call it. That just, it's, I don't, hardly anyone else has that. So he's, he's a, 
He's a borderline four or five in the intangible because he is a company guy and he does everything they ask of him. He's never he's a he's another guy that he's the one of the guys in this list that you've never really heard anything bad about, other no. than maybe he buried the Nexus, but I don't know how great the Nexus really was looking back at it. it. I don't even like half the people that were in it anyway. So like, I don't really know how bad him burying the Nexus really was in, in the big picture. So I, f I forget the exact, I saw a video on it the other day. I forget the exact number of wishes he's granted with make a wish, but he's granted right. by That's far also, the most. Yes. And he's yep. still doing it now, like during the COVID era, like he's, there's videos of him still granting wishes with these kids and he's wearing a face mask and gloves and everything like still like, there to make these kids day so that alone gives him like three yeah. intangible points right there for me of course uh so he ends up with a total of 118 which gives him the average of 30 points okay all right j-bone who do you want next uh last guy's the nature boy Woo! all right <laughs> and uh i gave him a 15 me also yep i went 13 on that one this guy is this guy is the second best in-ring performer I've ever seen. This guy has been doing it for years. He is he is like the older version of Shawn Michaels. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, he was yeah. doing he was he was in you know he when Ric Flair was in his prime, they were doing 40-minute matches at house shows every fucking yeah. night. Right. So like he I I I I mean, we've all seen Ric Flair Matt well me and Jay, especially, we remember the flare matches from the 80s when he would get thrown over the ropes, run to the other <laughs> end, you know, do the flare flop. Like, he's got things that, he, you know, he's made. Iconic. They're Rick Flair things. Elbow drop in his jacket. Elbow or knee Classic. drop in his jacket. <laughs> I, and he just, he just, even like later in his career he even in, when he was in wwe he could still go in and put on a show i mean the Shawn michaels rick flair match from wrestlemania is a great match because you had even though flair was past his prime at that point you had the two best in-ring performers in my opinion fighting in that match and it was a retirement match and when Shawn michaels was like i'm sorry those guys know how to tell a story in the ring too that's the other thing about michaels and flair they were the two best telling the story in the ring so right. michaels was a little bit more flashier than flair was flair was still a little bit more mat based i think or technician kind of but sure. still it's just these are the two best in ring guys i've ever seen so absolutely mike skills uh i went 10 as well uh he had so many catchphrases and uh yep you know me also just, me as well and i went nine he is he is him and Dusty are the best promo guys from the eighties. Flair's and another guy who would sweat through his shirt through a promo, but <laughs> that's his damn I mean, intensity. I mean, we got the woo off. Enough yeah. said. Like we got <laughs> yeah. the woo off when Flair was way past his prime. We got arguably the best non WWE, non ECW promo ever. Right. <laughs> Because yeah. of Ric Flair. So, and his and face would be bright red. You think he's ready to stroke out. <laughs> <laughs> and when, he, when, he, when he's always like, when he's like, oldest ride, longest line, and he's yeah. like, even that Space fat Mountain. lady wants to ride Space Mountain, yeah. and he gyrates yeah. to the yeah, crowd. Pelvic thrust. <laughs> yes. This guy was classic. This is, Ric Flair was classic. Right. Mike, Mike stuff. All right. Look. Uh, 
he had he had a great look about him too. Um, you know, I was I didn't want to give too many tens and stuff, so I gave him a nine. I went with a nine as well. I only went seven on this one. All right, I actually went ten on this one, so go figure. <laughs> <laughs> the the feathered uh, robes and the like, tailored suits, the sunglasses, the big hair—like that's what did it for me. What'd you give them their stretch? I'm sorry, I it was a uh, it was a nine. nine me, okay. and, me and J Bone both gave them nines. And then let's go uh, intangible. Uh, I gave him a four. Me as me well. Me also. All right. Yep. Four's ticked on that one. Go ahead and well, vamp about that a little bit. Yeah, we do just quick math here. I hit the wrong button, so vamp somebody. <laughs> Talk uh, about Char- Rick Fla- Charlotte Flair. That's <laughs> one of the big reasons, one of his intangibles. I mean, God rest his soul for the, I forget the name of his one son who took his own life. But Reed, uh, Reed, Reed, David, yeah. or David. David. Yeah. No, I Reed, thought it was no, no, Reed, Reed. Reed was Reed. the one who took his own life. David yeah. was the one who was in WCW. But I mean, who who would have known what could have you know career they could have had? That maybe they would have turned out as good well, as Charlotte or. You know. Well, and if he doesn't die, Charlotte never even wrestles, probably. Right. Yeah. So, right. so he brought yeah. fascist groups, you know, the Four Horsemen. That was like right. the first really known yeah. group, you know. Well, and he's a pop culture icon now. I mean, Migos, yep. Ric Flair, Drip, like. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so he ends up, if my math is correct, and again, well, I'll double check this in post. He is one point behind Shawn Michaels Oof. at one forty-eight. So also averages up to thirty-seven. Nice. So. Michaels is going to be one and Flair is going to be two, which was the way yeah. I expected it. <laughs> but yeah, I did. I was, uh, that's a lot closer than I thought it was going to be. Um, so, all right. We have two left, I believe. Yes. yes. So let's right. go ahead. Um, I'll, it's, I'm the next guy up. Um, I'll let's go ahead and do Jericho. Uh, for in ring, I'm going to give him a solid kind of down the uh, slightly above average and give him a 10 in ring. can't really, you know, it's definitely nothing to uh, complain about there. So I, I gave him an 11. That's I went. I gave him. I went nine. I mean, definitely right down the middle. He has kind of regressed in recent years, but sure. since we're focusing on you know up to 2010 for that time period, I would say nine. He was, he was really good when he was in WCW. So I mean, like, ECW even too. He had some good matches there with Malenko no, and Eddie was, Guerrero. Yeah, him and RBD had a great match too, where the the top rope absolutely collapsed during the match and they still wrestled the whole match without the top rope and <laughs> put on a heck of a match. I mean, yeah, Jericho clearly this decade hasn't really, you know, his past decade, sure. you know, he definitely digressed, but he still. Yeah. That's also why we threw him in the uh, pre-2010. So, <laughs> so <laughs> most of his career was before then. So he, yep. he got it. I gave him uh, he was, he, he was good in WWE until, you know, about the time period we're, we're ending at in 2010, I think it started. Yeah, going the other way for him. So but let's talk about something that he's never slouched in. Mike skills ten. Ten. Yeah. I gave him a ten as well. I mean, let's be real. Like, arguably, guys, you know, top two of all time, right? I mean, they let's don't. Be real. I mean, yeah, they don't pick many people to go toe to toe with the Rock on the mic on their debut night in the yeah, company. This, so this Rock, Jericho, Flair, like all three of them are right in that discussion. Like, yeah, I yeah. think Rock is here, and I think Jericho and Flair are like looking down at him, looking up at the rock, but I think yeah. that would probably be my next two. Absolutely. And let's go over to the, uh, the look there. I went with a uh, seven on this one. I mean, you me, know. Me, me too. Yeah, me too. 
I went eight just for the gimmick aspect of it, how he's had so many gimmicks. I mean, Wally and I talked about it, or I think Zach and I and Wally did too, how many gimmicks he's had over the years yep. that have been successful and, you know, were memorable. He's had, I think, what, like six or seven we talked about the other yeah, day. at least. When, all those ponytails that he has in his hair. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> his, hair. When, he was, when he was in WCW, he was awesome. And when he first came into WWE, when he came back the one time and cut his hair short, I think he looked like a tool with the short hair. I didn't really like that look for him. I think he but looked like a tool. But then he saved it when he became heel and only wore suits with that short <laughs> hair and was like cutting these like very verbose, like soft-spoken promos, but he was like such a badass. That was and, when he – sorry, go ahead. No, no, go finish. I was just going to say that's that, – I just remember that iconically. That was like the height of the time I was watching WWE and I just remember him socking Shawn Michaels' wife in the face and that whole program. <laughs> granted, granted it was post-2010, but we've all agreed – he was in the greatest six months of wrestling we've seen since like 2012 when he Absolutely. was with Kevin Owens. Right. Yep. So he gets all him and Owens both get the credit for that. So Absolutely. Then intangible, I went four. Five. Four as well. Four. I mean, just you know, again, not that we can talk necessarily because we're ranking him pre uh, you know, ranking him pre twenty ten, but still just longevity. You know, in-ring ability with the mic skills, his look, his ability to adapt to any situation and make it gold. It's just, you yeah. can't, you know, really discount that. So this man has an ear for the business. He does. does. Yep. All right. So he ends up with a 32. So Brett Hart's the only one left, right? That is yes. correct. Yeah. Correct. Okay. I uh, gave Bret Hart a 14 in the ring. I so went 13. He's, he's right after Flair and uh, Michaels for me. J-Bone? Yeah, this was tough. I kind of went between a 13 and 14, but I'm I'm going to give him a 14. I also gave him a 14. I mean, this, this is the Ironman match, right? Let's just that kind right. of – I mean, this guy, this guy t- technical wrestling-wise, is probably the best in-ring guy if you just go based on technical stuff. This guy – was doing – I mean, when he was – I watched his career. I think the thing about Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart for me that's really cool is I basically saw their whole career. I was watching them when they were in tag teams. I watched them when they became singles wrestlers. So I watched them grow and get better over the years. And they're, they kind of almost did it not completely simultaneously, but similar. So right. – and, and Bret Hart is he's – a, he's, a, he's a guy that everybody says – was really good at calling the match in the ring. Yep. Like, you know, he saved the British Bulldog Bull, at yep. SummerSlam 92 because Bulldog 100%. had no clue. Yeah. I don't even yeah. think – I don't mind. think – yeah, so Bret Hart, that's, that is why when Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels fought in the Iron Man match, we got what we got because you had two of the guys who are the greatest in-ring guys of all time fighting in a match. You gave him 60 minutes. That's why that match is I – I don't know if we're ever going to see – an Ironman match that's better than that one and, just because you can't find guys like that. And who's to know how many more years of that great wrestling we would get from him had Goldberg not kicked us yeah, out. Yeah, fucking Goldberg <laughs> piece of shit. <laughs> Ruined something else. That guy just didn't do anything right. <laughs> All right, let's go Mike Skills. Um, I, I would have given him probably a six in this, but I went with an eight because when he did the Team Canada stuff, everything changed. Heel Bret Hart was as good as I've seen a heel be in that one year when that was going on. He was shitting on America. 
when he called Pittsburgh the toilet bowl of America or whatever, that was fabulous. Like, and his, his promos were kind of vanilla before then. Like he was always like, you know, it was almost like a Hogan promo. The best there is, you know, he would kind of say it was always a face. Even when he was a heel, he was kind of cutting face promos with the first, when he was a heel tag team with Jim Neidhart. But when he did the team Canada stuff, he, showed a whole different side of himself. I'm like, okay, this guy actually is good on the mic, just not as a face. <laughs> sure. That's why I went six for him. I mean, like you said, your initial rating, I went six, just because, I mean, I even in my uh, research found an interview with Shawn Michaels who said that Bret Hart was always just kind of himself on the mic, and that's probably why he – this is, yeah. you know, Shawn Michaels' words where he suffered a little bit with his mic skills. So, you know, six. Yep, six for me as well. Yeah, I would have gave him a four before his heel uh, and I bumped into a six because I thought he was terrible before that. So I gave him a six. All for right. look, I gave him a I gave him a nine for look and gimmick and stuff. So because his his look is iconic. The pink and so. black attack. Yep. So yep. those glasses, nine. I mean those glasses like <laughs> come on, those are some of the best best sunglasses of all time. Wally, how much did you be, want to be one of those kids in the front row who got a pair of those glasses as a um, I mean, it was hard for me because, like, he, him and Shawn Michaels were always feuding with each other, it seemed like, for years, and I always liked Michaels better. So, like, I didn't always like Bret Hart because I was always cheering for Michaels. Mm -hmm. So, but I just – I can't take away from what he did. So, right. I'm, I'm definitely a Shawn Michaels guy, not a Bret Hart guy. J-Bone? Uh, I gave him an eight. All right, let's go intangibles. I gave him a four. So, I don't – He he's another guy that we never really have heard anything bad about. Sure. He wasn't the guy that – and I – his book is actually the best wrestling book I've ever read, and it's because he has no ties to WWE or any other promotion, so he can write the book and he could shit on whoever he wanted, <laughs> and he did. Like, he said he doesn't like Hulk Hogan at all. You know, he shit on the right people. So, and – so I, I I wasn't gonna give him a five, so I gave him four. Stretch. I went four. Uh, he's been a pretty much a consummate pro his whole career. I mean, the the WWE screwed him over, and yeah, he you know kind of said fuck it, I'm going to see WC, WCW now, and you know he kind of shit he on who he go. wanted to. Yeah, he didn't he wanted go. to he wanted yeah. to stay in WWE his whole career. They fucked him over, but. He's a consummate pro, and the man has survived, like, the most, like, illnesses and diseases out of anybody. He's survived a stroke. He's survived cancer. He survived being attacked by a fan at the Hall of Fame. Like, <laughs> so just props He's a stand-up guy. He really is, yeah. Other than his issues with Shawn Michaels. Yeah, I gave him a four as well. Yep, same. Mike, so we got four Michaels, and, that one. Michaels and Bret Hart just – got to a point where they just didn't like each other. They were both right. like, you know, Michaels was, I, I think both of them were guilty of being a douche in that situation. I don't think it was just one or the other. I think both of them were just acting like children. I think they got to a point where they were both acting like, you know, stupid over it. So that's Not the only lot. time Brett really wavered was when was with Shawn Michaels. Not a so. lot of sunny days going on, huh? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so he ends up beating the rock by one point. Oh. So 132 to 131, so same average of 33. <clears throat> okay. So, so we have a list. We have a list. So we have Shawn Michaels followed by Ric Flair, followed by the uh, B. Bret Hart followed by The Rock, 
And then after that, it gets a little harder for me to find Jericho. I'll write the whole thing out where the editor, I'll make him do it. Uh, but we got just go, the top, just go top five. Yeah, who's who's five now? We'll put the rest. Okay, yeah, five. So we have Michaels, Flair, Hart, Rock, and Jericho. Nice. That's a solid top five. And all, the most important. No, thing excuse me, not Jericho. Uh, Savage. Sorry. Yeah, that's still solid. Yeah, <laughs> it's Savage then who's, Jericho. Who's on the bottom of the list? So coming up from the bottom, we have Hogan, and then we have Undertaker. <laughs> I rest my case. That's all I needed yep. to know. So. I, I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> so when I did my point thing, I had Michaels one, Flair two, Brett three, Rock four. I, I had Jericho five. So my list is exactly the same as our top four. All right. That was, uh, that was fun. Um, so, yeah, next up, next episode, we'll definitely be doing a, the uh, post-2010 guys with the same format. I'm looking forward to it. But for now, we're going a little long, so we're going to move on to the scenario of the week. This week, so it's going to be uh, – oh, let me do the rules first. Rules, as always, the Smarks do know the topic ahead of time. There's no discussion. There could be no repeated answers. This week, there is no instant win or instant lose. And the scenario is also kind of like last week's. I didn't really write a whole bunch of stories around it, but I do have a pretty good twist. So this one is actually courtesy of Stretch. It's kind of what I would call the slapdash tag team. But the twist is, I'm not so interested in your slapdash tag team, although definitely points will be awarded to a better team. In honor of Bailey and Banks, I'm more interested in how epic their breakup is going to be. So Ooh. sell me on these guys' breakup. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I told <you. laughs> Who breaks it up? How bad is it going to be? I want this to be like a high school break if I want to cry. Stretch, you're the champion. Two times, extra large. What do you got? Yes, sir. Uh, so I actually came up with two different ones. I went one with WWE and one with AEW. Getting fancy uh, with me. Yeah, I'm gonna, I, I'll talk about them both a little bit, but I kind of want to lean on my WWE one. As you my, get like, one, and then we'll go back to your second one go. later. Okay, so. so I'll go with my WWE one. So I wanted to focus on the women more so, since our women's tag division is lacking at the moment with, you know, a – shoddily put together tag team as the champions don't get me wrong i like the tag team as the champions uh, with naya and Shayna, but it just proves how thin the women's tag division is so i went with uh i'd say we're gonna pair miss charlotte flair and Liv morgan together we're gonna okay. make them the new age hollywood blondes all right we're gonna have uh lovely Liv morgan and courageous charlotte flair uh they're gonna be you know sort of two semi-established names sort of like how pillman and austin were they're gonna be you know kind of taking over the card ruling the roost if you will uh maybe a couple reigns with the women's tag titles maybe a couple singles reigns with titles here and there but since we're focusing on breakup as we know the hollywood blondes of yesteryear pillman and austin had a pretty you know hellacious breakup it ended up with pillman pointing a gun at austin and his own <laughs> home and stuff like that so uh with the breakup i would say charlotte would be turning heel on live because hmm. charlotte is more has a more detestable heel uh persona about her uh probably turn on her in a title defense when she realizes that she can do better on her own so i would say that charlotte would turn heel on her beat her down and then they would probably have a good series of matches with charlotte coming out on top because she does have the bigger star power but it would give sort of uh, it would give more exposure to Liv Morgan. We all know Charlotte's, you know, an established star and everything like that. But it would sort of get two new names on the map and make a better established tag team rather than, you know, just throw whoever wants to tag together together. All right. 
I like it. Wally, <laughs> uh-oh, what do you got there, bud? <laughs> you don't like this twist. I love it. <laughs> I take pleasure in your discomfort. I mean, I didn't, I didn't pick my answer again, so. Oh, we went to the wife, but she's also pretty good at this game. What do you got? Well, in order for what I, I, I cross-branded, so. That's fine. I mean, technically, I guess I didn't cross-brand now. Brock Lesnar and Marco Stunt. Oh, ooh. <laughs> I'm, okay, okay, okay. Walk me through the breakup. I'm already intrigued. Uh, I didn't. Uh, I'm, Don't I'm follow to, me now. There's uh, my uh, head spinning for you. You got to pull this out, buddy. Come on, you got it. All right, so Marco Stunt in a shocking reveal actually, you know, brings out some of his best friends. I don't know who they are. Call them <laughs> the best friends, maybe. And then, so you'd always think it's going to be Lesnar doing the betraying, but it's going to be Marco Stunt. And this whole time, Lesnar's being the big brother. He's heartbroken that his little brother would betray him. Oh, my God. I love it. You might have just won that, Wally. No. Because his, his, his little you brother is the age of his daughter. You yeah, did the good whatever. part of it. I mean, all I, I'm going to be honest I with you. I got shivers. I got shivers. All I, want, all I want to happen in the breakup is I want to see Brock Lesnar lawn dart Marco Stunt, like, as far as he can throw him. So from the ring – as far as he can throw him. I want now, to see, see him lawn dart him. No, the lawn dart, that's not even the breakup. That's just their finisher. So, J-Bone, what do you got? Uh, I got two answers. Uh, one probably doesn't one. make – Do we'll they have to be wrestlers own... now? Or... Yes. Yes. No time machines. This has been established. <laughs> well, no, nobody said that you have to pick no. wrestlers now. The ongoing rule is no time machine. <laughs> unless I say otherwise. What about cross brands? Cross yes. brands is fine. Cross brands I is did fine. that. I did it. So. It's always the president of wrestling. Uh, so yeah. All right. I guess I'll go with uh, Chris Jericho and Adam Cole as a tag team. Um, okay. I I, I did. I, like so, I, I read something that's. Uh, I guess uh, Adam Cole looked up to Chris Jericho as one of his idols. So I figured that uh, Jericho would take him under his belt a little bit and kind of uh, mentor him a little bit, and then. Um, their breakup. Uh, I don't know. I guess Jericho would maybe read uh, like the Pro Wrestling Illustrated top 500 and find out <laughs> Adam Cole's ahead of him and turn on him and, out of pure jealousy. That's and, good. And uh, turn on him. That's, <laughs> that's, all, that's all I can think of. I like it. That's a tough I, one. I, do we, uh, we want to let uh, J-Bone and I do our second answers to see who would yeah. – Really? Yeah. Cool hey, sometimes I can go with the second answer, so do it. J-Bone, you want to go first? Yeah, but my answer, I don't have really a good breakup. I was just, I had Roman Reigns and The Rock together. Uh, just wow. Being, you know, related. Rock could come back, sure. Why not? <laughs> it's not uh, that, you know, I mean, she's not necessary for that one. Uh, for, for my second one, I had Brian Cage and Darby Allen, sort of a, I hate you, you hate me, let's make a tag team type deal, because they have been feuding over the last God knows how many weeks. Uh, and together they would be a great big man, little man dynamic. So, you know, you would have a great hot tag waiting for you regardless. You could have Cage come in and clean house or you could have Darby with his, you know, fast, you know, athletic maneuvers come in and tear shit up. Uh, and I even envision their finisher being Cage slamming somebody down and then doing a standing moonsault and then rolling out of the way and Darby coffin drops on him for the Ooh, finisher. Uh, but is that, is that better than a Superman punch and then counter with the people's elbow? I mean, uh, yes. The, <laughs> yes, it is. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and then for their breakup, I would 
book them sort of being reluctant to team up throughout their entire time teaming together. And then I would actually have Taz come in and break them up and sort of, you know, he's great on the mic. They're not, both of them aren't really that fantastic on the mic. So I would have Taz sort of sow some dissension in there and then sort of lead to them breaking up since they've always had a feud going. Got a tough one here. Stretch, do you want to attack anybody since you're the person who ever attacks anybody? Um, well, technically, Brock Lesnar isn't a current WWE superstar. He's in contract negotiations right now, or lack thereof. Mm, that's a technicality I'm willing to overlook. Okay, okay. Um, what was J-Bone's first one? Uh, uh, Cole and Jericho? Yep. Yeah. I like, I like that one. That's the one I like. Mm, but as we've seen, how good of a match would that breakup match be or that like, blow-off match with them since Jericho has regressed so much in the ring? This is true. Hmm. That's a tough oh, yeah. one. Match of the year potential. <laughs> with Jericho, you really did like your first with, with Jericho a lot. with with Jericho with his muffin top. Oh. <laughs> it's like, do I give it to Wally, even though he did come up with the answer, and I came up with the breakup? But Why don't you you're, giving, you're giving it to Nicole then, and you you did come up. Well, with I was, the, about, the better I was part about to say, why not give it to yourself? I was think, actually thinking about it. I'm doing it. I'm the winner this week. First time ever. <laughs> I, that, that means I will participate next week, and maybe we'll have stretch run it for once. So uh, oh, Okay. You're okay with that there? Yeah, that's fine. All right, well, we're we, doing it. I'm going as the champion <sighs> with the assist from Wally and the hot tag off that one. So I don't think, I don't think we're uh, – next week, I don't think we're doing. Well, that's fine. Just the next time. The is next time I mean. we do it. That's fine. All I right. Will, I will be the judge. I'm harsh at judging. All right, I like it. So, yeah, we'll change this up a little bit so you can – run it next time and i will come in the champion with the hot tag off of wally so slash <laughs> wally's wife all right <laughs> let's go to the wednesday war wrap up kind of wednesday war for the that shows once, that aired once oh, again that was immediate too as soon as i told her that that was immediate <laughs> not, I love not that hesitation just immediate i just never had really i didn't i forgot to have her expound on it for me so uh, yeah, it's, that's a good one. And that breakup is harsh, especially when it comes the other way, the little brother being the betrayer. Mm. Ah, it's like it's Shakespearean. Okay, let's get to it. We're running long. All right, August 26th, kind of-ish. Wednesday we'll wrap up. So um, I think we can probably talk about AEW for about two minutes and then move on. Yeah. Awful. That's what I thought about it. Awful. Awful. Probably the worst show of the two that, well, A, it's the worst AEW show I've ever seen. I agree. And since we've started doing this podcast, it's definitely the worst show between the two. I agree. Yeah. The the big swole match was the worst <laughs> match I have seen on NXT or AEW since they started going head to head. That is the worst match. Oh, it was yeah. awful. Everything it was about it was terrible. Except it was the entire afterwards. time through. Every, it was, every single segment, every single spot they had was a botch. It was insane. It was it was garbage. I felt bad for Penelope because I think she's a better wrestler than that. So I don't know how she got stuck in that mess. Right. So. I'm sorry, Jay. I know we're ripping on your girl, but you know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, other than that, like e- even like that the tag tournament at the start just it felt weird. It was I weird. Didn't, I didn't know what was more shocking about it: Hangman turning on the on the elite or Nick Jackson's hairline. Oh. Like, and it was, it was like bad. I I think the way Chuck he turned was got, corny. Yeah. Yeah, it was corny. It was stupid. Yeah, like, holding leg. Like, he he kind of and like the way you played it off afterwards, it was like a dog like pissing <laughs> on the rug and then like, like yeah, looking the way at you like, did I do that? Oh, 
Well, he, he, he actually looked like a beat dog. Like, he looks like he got, like, just, like, like brainwashed by, yeah. you know. Well, you can I tell, just, like, as, as his character, like, his character is so over, like, being torn between the elite and FTR and everybody trying to be like, hey, be my friend, be on yeah. our side. Like, we're, you know, we're the ones who really care about you. That, so. And it look, I think Chuck Taylor got hurt, like, legitimately yes. got hurt from the yeah, best they friend. Had, so they I, had to rush that finish. Yep. I think they had to change stuff, but it was still just a weird – that was the one match that night that I'm like, all right, this will – I have at least have this. And then that match disappointed me. Yep. So I don't know what was going on in that match. The, the best thing of that show for me was Mox and MJF going head-to-head sure. with their words. I just – Moxley was as good as MJF in that promo, yes. I think. So Social, social I was, distance like your hairline, John. Yeah. It was – It was. I mean, MJF was clutch when he said, you know, tell your wife I'm single or whatever. Right. I mean, that was as clutch as it gets. But yeah, right. it seemed like MJF did all the talking, but when Mox did talk, he made good points, and yeah. he was, it, was, it was good. No, it was so, absolutely right. so all around. The only other positive note I have besides that promo was the very start of the show with Jericho coming out and just eating up the reaction from the crowd because it's, it's, even if it's a, though it's a small crowd, it's awesome to have a crowd. And right. – so the main event at that, what the hell are you doing? You give eight minutes to a tables match that yeah. you've been making a big deal about. You okay. realize, oh, shit, we have eight minutes left for this match. And that match was rushed. And then that match was really just to lead into us getting to watch Orange Cassidy run across the back yeah. of the screen and pounce on Chris Jericho. So it was, it was a vehicle as a means to an end more so as the end itself. Like we're, we were really thinking like, Oh, well shit, this tables match might be the end of the Guevara and Hardy feud, but no, <laughs> now we might see them at all out. And Oh, we're still furthering the uh, Cassidy and Jericho match. You know, how long are we going to keep you, doing this? How do you get to on a show? How do you be like, Oh shit. We have eight minutes left for the main event, and you know that that wasn't the plan. So, eight, like, how eight, do you do? Eight minutes for the main event, and the main event is a big gimmick match, too. Like, not just for a singles match yeah, or anything. But just, like, yeah, the whole show start to finish was uh, pretty bad there. Uh, J.D., got any thoughts? No, it's disappointing. I don't know what AEW is doing. It's like a couple <laughs> weeks ago, they're on top of their game, you know, surpassing NXT and stuff, and all of a sudden it's just – Everything's the, the, just dropped. Yeah, yeah, the wheels are oh, coming yeah. off. <laughs> yeah, it's like they don't know what they're doing again. Right. All right, and speaking of eight minutes left, I don't want a short NXT, so let's, uh, <laughs> let's just jump over. Um, yeah, so Cross has to walk away from the championship. I think and, this is going to be good for him in the long run. He needed a restart. And we're getting something that we all want to see out of it. So, I mean, yep. I can't complain. Like, yeah, we're let's getting... just jump to the, basically the end of the show. Let's just talk about it. Right. I mean, that's, the Regal that's, announcing uh, the four-way Iron yeah. Man match on top of it between Un- Gargano, Ciampa, Finn, and Cole. Come on, get out of here. Right. This is match of the year potential written all over it. Yeah. And, I mean, Adam Cole called them the Mount Rushmore of NXT. That's true. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And, and thank God, honestly, for them not running head-to-head on that day because I don't think NXT – I've said it multiple times. I don't think NXT would run an hour-long Iron Man match when they're going head-to-head with another wrestling program. And we also got – a certain guy got a belt. Oh, my, my boy, Breezy. Breezango mm-hmm. finally <laughs> got acknowledged yep, for, thank, like... Thank God. My note for that, it says, well, first of all, it was push Breezango with three exclamation points, as is my way. But then after that, it's immediately in, in all caps. Holy shit, thank baby Jesus, about time. Exclamation points all around with multiple underlines. And the celebration was fabulous too. So right. that was that was that was good. I was I'm really happy that Tyler Breeze has a belt finally. Yep. Yeah. He Plus deserves it. 
Long plus, time uh, <laughs> plus what was um uh what are we can we can stop saying they looked bad or looked good in a loss now they finally <laughs> yeah. looked good in a win <laughs> yeah finally the tag team champions could be you know they're gonna look good in a win right uh and then we moved on and saw finally heal Tommaso Ciampa oh uh, delicious who, who do you fight Jake Atlas, Atlas. he destroyed him. Just, yeah, no, my note is, I hear this, Atlas is brought forward as a sacrifice to the returning Ciampa. (laughs) And uh, for my notes, I put heel Ciampa with like four exclamation points, RIP Jake Atlas, and then I put Jake Atlas looked bad in a loss. Yeah, actually he did. (laughs) (laughs) That was kind of, I mean, again, it's a squash match, but he didn't even look good in squashing it. Like, no. um, The women's match was fine at the end. I mean, it was better than the rust shit at the end of AEW. It was, it was not the greatest match ever, but it was right. it served a purpose. <clears throat> yep. Yeah, I right. have a Robert stone love the librarian glasses with the chains. And then yeah. once again, he gets run over by a power wheel. Yeah. For the third time, I think he's at been at least run over. the third time. <laughs> and, and how, how, uh, what's his, what's her name? Aaliyah was trying to pull the tank off of him with yeah. the refs and it wasn't budging. Uh, so good. I, I love every second. I, I know uh, Wally hates the power wheels, but uh, I, I love the power wheel tank. I'm not going to lie. It's better than the full-size rooster tank. Fight me about it. <laughs> okay, that's fine. That's fine. I, the Rusev tank, I don't give a shit about. So <laughs> If Rusev's name's attached to it, I don't give a shit. Rusev Day, terrible. Yep. It's Rusev Day today, actually. Is it really? Every day is Rusev Day. I know. <laughs> I was being a little sarcastic. You answered me so earnestly. I felt bad. Right. So I am voting for NXT for sure. This wasn't yeah. even close for me this yeah, week. It's NXT all around, I think. Yeah. Get the broomsticks out. Yep. yep. Two yeah, weeks we, in a row. Get yeah. the broomsticks out two weeks in a row. And we didn't we didn't even touch on two Swerve versus Escobar. That was a pretty damn good match, too. No, it even, was a good match. It was a good match with a great yeah. heel finish. Yeah, so. I've, and the loaded mask finish is rarely used, but that was pretty damn cool. And then yep. the, the O'Reilly UE, Maverick. Yep. there's dissension amongst the UE even more. O'Reilly looks like the face out of all this. Yep. So, so, yes. yeah, NXT, so uh, NXT, what, what did Coach Joe go on this one? Do we get his opinion, or do we not even? I did not. We knew what we knew what was coming. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I was think just we curious know. to see if he was like, "Oh yeah, here you go." I'll ask him. <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't talked to him, but when I ask him, I'll ask him just out of curiosity because if he says anything other than NXT, I'm gonna be like, "Did you watch the same show the rest yeah. of us watched?" <laughs> All right. Do we have any parting thoughts from anybody before we uh, move to our last two segments? On either shows or our uh, proceedings. I'm really, I'm really happy that Shayna finally won a belt. <laughs> Thank you, Nia Jax. Unfortunately, with her <laughs> lead ball, lead weight ball and chain of a partner. I mean, at least the the. I guess the thing that was coolest for me is Shayna looked really strong. She basically made both of them tap out to yeah, win. That was cool. So right. that it was a oh, cool was finish. Awesome. So. Especially also using Banks as the uh, the weapon for the tap out the, as well. the leverage and, yeah and the other real quick wrestling thought we paul Heyman and roman reigns is fucking gold so right. the yeah. the end of smackdown last week was the best ending of smackdown possibly this year like yep. they they scripted that perfect the way they handled it i even was okay with him coming out in the middle of the match at payback everything he's doing is heel he right. has it's heel heel it's got heel written all over it so yep. All right, then uh, let's go into my prognostication from the prognosticator, Stretch. Uh, we'll keep it simple. Uh, FTR is taking the tag belts at All Out, and they are going to start a program with the Young Bucks immediately after. Damn, I like, love it. 
All right. J-Bone, to anyone who likes, comments, and subscribes, what prize can't they win this week? <laughs> Swiss Army Knife. Oh, that's oh. pretty sweet. I might like to comment, subscribe on my own podcast to get a Swiss Army Knife. <laughs> that's technically multiple prizes in it one. Is. It's... Yeah, can opener, a corkscrew. <laughs> A knife. Do you have the yeah, tweezers and toothpick on that one, or is it like a kind of a cheaper? No, one? but I got the scissors. Oh, okay. Ooh. yep. The scissors that can't even cut paper. That's amazing. Yeah. All right, this was a fun one. Uh, we ran. This is going to be our longest episode, probably close to an hour and a half. I take a guess, maybe a little well, longer than that. But we were doing but, something important too, yep. and something different and fun. So. Yep. And the next one's going to be probably just as long, if not longer, because it's going to be a little more fresher with the with the uh, post twenty ten guys. So, all right, that was fun. Uh, we'll catch you guys. Actually, we're going to be doing a special episode this week. Uh, we'll be, be um, predicting and putting a, some more money on the line again for the uh, AEW show, as well as another Wednesday Night War because somehow we felt like we felt like we fell behind somehow. So anyway, as always, if life puts you in a pin, keep kicking out of that two count. We'll see everyone next week. Deuces. <laughs>